Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. And welcome again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel and uh, my good buddy Mike Kapler along with me. Uh, it's been a while, but we used to call you the Cap. Uh, back in the radio days, I still kind of, and and it's not as if I can't call you that anymore. It seemed to me when I first met you that that was like a radio thing, but then uh, it became your nickname. So is it still okay to call you Cap, or should I call you Mike, or does it matter? <laughs> well, around work and everything, the, the things that I do now, Joel, uh, now that I'm out of radio, I, I usually go by the name Mike, but for years, I hadn't really had people outside of my family calling me Mike. Everybody just called me Cap, and a lot of people still do, especially if they knew me from radio. It just uh, correspond with somebody uh, through email just a few minutes ago who, who called me Cap. So uh, just don't call me late for supper. I hate it when <laughs> I knew that, that was coming. <laughs> well, I know there's people that call me the Breeze Man still. Uh, that was kind of my nickname when we were on the radio. My last name's is Uh My name on the radio was, uh, my last name was Summers, and... <laughs> And uh, some people didn't quite get the correlation because they didn't know my real last name. And, in fact, somebody uh, still calls me Mr. Summers. I don't think he he realizes that my real name is Brzezicki, and so I get a kick out of that. But, anyway, uh, we sure appreciate everybody taking some time out uh, of their uh, busy schedule. Maybe you're taking us on a walk with you. I've uh, got a friend who's been corresponding uh, saying he's been taking us on his uh, little MP3 player and taking walks with us. Uh, we've been... Uh, Getting some really good feedback on our on our program, uh, you know, we, we we like to share the good news with with people, Mike, and, and I know that or Cap or Mike or whatever, and uh, I know that some people have heard the good news, you know, that we're sharing that's in the Bible because the the gospel is meant to be good news, and uh, it's it's kind of hard for people to accept. And, and to take it all in, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about a letter we just received, an email we just received from somebody along that lines, Mike. Maybe you can uh, get into that a little bit. Well, we can entirely relate to uh, what this person has written to us, Joel. He says, I have recently been listening to your podcast, which I stumbled upon through iTunes. Since then, I have downloaded all 167 of them <laughs> and can't stop listening. This sounds like he may need some, some medical help. I don't know. If he can't stop listening, this could be an issue. But he goes on to say something that's very serious and, and uh, something that I think a lot of believers go through. He says, I want so desperately to believe what you are saying, but I know something so different. I have been a Christian for 15 years, three of which I spent trying with all my might to serve the Lord, yet growing in sin. Seven, spent in rebellion because I felt I failed. And the last six years, trying to make right for the wrongs I have done and hating myself along the way. I recently fell into a severe depression after I could not take the guilty, convicting, condemning voice I kept hearing every day. As I sunk further into it, I started to read Jeremiah, in which by the first few chapters I had resolved God was done with me and hated me and I was going to hell. Since that moment, all I have heard is grace, but something in me won't accept it. I always feel like God is asking me to give something up, and if I don't, I am selfish, rebellious, and not making Jesus Lord. So I live in this constant mental battle and a heart full of guilt and shame. And then he goes on to say he's a mess and he's, he's sorry. Well, 
there are some things here that we can really relate to, Joel, and, and I can share some things from my personal perspective, and then we can talk about some things that the Scriptures say, and I'm sure you've got some things to, to comment on this as well. Yeah, no, my heart goes out uh, to this uh, to this person as well, and I and, and I I can just imagine that so many people listening right now can relate, just as you and I can relate. Because, like I started out saying a little bit ago, the gospel means good news. It's meant to be good news. There's a lot of bad news uh, that's being preached out in, out in the Christian world today, and, and I'm talking about legalism. You know, I'm talking about uh, performance-based Christianity, works-based Christianity. Uh, so much of that is taught that when you do hear the good news, oh yes, yeah, so much of you wants to accept that and and get it ingrained into you. But so much of the other stuff kind of gets mixed in. Uh, Jesus himself, he said to the disciples, "Beware of the leaven of." the Pharisees, you know, the legalism, that can get worked in. And when just a little bit of legalism gets worked in, it it messes up the whole batch of dough. And so we need this pure gospel, uh, the pure good news, you know, like the angels coming when Jesus was born, proclaiming God's goodwill toward people, God's goodwill towards people. He had goodwill toward man. He sent his son Jesus to die for us, to take our guilt, to take our shame, to take away our sin. Those are the things that Jesus accomplished for us. And so if we're living with guilt and condemnation and fear, you know, being afraid of God and what he might do to us, you know, we're missing out on the good news. And so that's kind of where we're getting to today is that, yeah, we can relate. We, Mike, you and I, we've both been through a lot of this. You know, we've called it the, the uh, a performance treadmill uh, where you just can never measure up. Um, we've called it a roller coaster ride, all kinds of things. And I'm sure that other people can relate to that as well. And so we just want to encourage uh, anyone who's listening that if you're experiencing guilt, if you're experiencing condemnation, that's not from God. He came to take that stuff away, and he did it in the form of Jesus Christ, who, who came to take away the sin of the world. Well, where do we begin from here? I, I guess there's some things I'd like to share somewhere along the way about my experience, because it's not that much different from what this person is, is writing about. But first of all, let, let's understand some things. What, what you were just talking about a little bit, Joel, I mean, unfortunately, we, we've taken much of the old covenant, put it into a bag, taken the new covenant, put it into the same bag, mm-hmm. we've shaken it up, and we've poured the bag out on the table, and just, there it is. It's, it's all lumped together somehow, connected. Now, there are, of course, connections between the old and the new covenant, and different things that are inside the covenants. But please understand that we are no longer under the old. We are under a, a new and a better covenant, established upon better promises, as the writer of Hebrews said. Now, a lot of people take a look at Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, and assume that everything from there on in is talking about the new covenant. That is not necessarily the case at all. We have to rightly divide the word of truth. And I know there are a lot of people who think they have a market on that. And uh, we're going to be the first ones to say, look, our understanding of the word of God isn't perfect. There are some things to understand that Jesus was a man. Yes, he was God in the flesh, but he was a man operating as a prophet under the old covenant. The new covenant really began after Jesus left and the Holy Spirit was sent, as in the first chapter of of the book of Acts. Even if you want to make the argument it was right after Jesus rose, that's fine. But understand that a lot of what we read in the Gospels, Jesus is trying to make a point, and, and we usually misunderstand it. 
because, again, we get the covenants mixed up. And I don't want to get into a teaching on the Lord's Prayer, but let's just use that as a quick example. The Lord's Prayer, it's something that people recite all the time in religious circles, and most people don't even know what they're saying. They just repeat it over and over again, as if this is how Jesus taught us to pray under the New Covenant. It is not a New Covenant prayer. Just pulling out a couple of things out of this. Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. My New Covenant Bible says that we are forgiven. Mm -hmm. So why do I have to spend time praying for God to forgive me as a believer in Christ when the New Covenant clearly declares that I'm forgiven? It's a part of my new identity in Christ. So that's just one example. Deliver us from evil. Another line in the prayer. My New Covenant Bible tells me that we have been delivered. And so it's easy to get all mixed up and, and to fall into guilt and condemnation. And, and it shouldn't be that way. Because, and, and, and one thing I want to stress here too, Joel, as, as we talk about the Scriptures and the covenants and, and some doctrine, let's not leave common sense out of this. That's what brought me to a place where I began to see a lot of what I had learned through evangelical Christianity didn't add up. It, some of the things that I, even I was telling people mm-hmm. contradicted other things that I would tell them. You know, for example, I was one of these people who felt like I had to confess all of my sins, everything that I did wrong in order to be forgiven. Of course, and we've talked about this before, I know, but of course you, you get to the place where <laughs> you, you don't know if you've confessed them all or not. You might have missed some. Then what happens? What happens if you have unconfessed sin in your life? Well, that bothered me. So I would pray the the generic, forgive me for everything I've done that I don't know that I've done prayer. Well, that was a good one because that became a daily routine after a while. And so I was always in this constant fear and dread of where I stood with God. Was was I forgiven? Was he happy with me? Uh, where, Where did I really stand? Uh, was my salvation secure? Those are questions that should not be going through our mind. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the truth because the, the, what you're talking about there, you know, going back to through all that you're talking about, through, you know, taking the old covenant and the new covenant and throwing it all into a bag and just mixing it up and throwing it all on the table and not separating the two covenants, not distinguishing the difference between the covenants, that is going to mess a person up because there is a big difference between the old covenants and the, the old covenant and the new covenant. There was a purpose for each covenant. And now we're in the new covenant, and so we need to live with that new covenant mindset, uh, being thankful that uh, the guilt has been removed, the con- the condemnation has been removed. There is no condemnation. That's not from God. And, and those various things that you were talking about, Mike, whether it's confession of sin or the Lord's Prayer, all of those things, uh, making cl- it clear in our minds that the new covenant scriptures, the, the New Testament scriptures, such as Paul's writings, they do say things such as uh, forgive others, but not in order to be forgiven by God. The Lord's Prayer says forgive others so that God will forgive you. If you if you read Jesus' words there, it says if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. But Paul said forgive others because God has already forgiven you. So we need to, t- we need to 
you know, some of these things might have a fine line, but when you really look at it, there's such a big difference between some of the words of Jesus that were said under the Old Covenant and the words that are plainly spoken about the new, about the new covenant that we're in. You know, there's one confession, as we've talked about lots of times, the confession of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we receive him, we're cleansed of all sin. We're forgiven, but not only forgiven, but we're made alive together with Christ. And that's the beauty of the new covenant. That's the new testament. That's the new creation that we've become. All things are new. And we need to keep that in mind that there's a big difference between the old covenant uh, in which there was guilt, there was condemnation, there was uh, curses and blessings. And if you did everything right, sure, you would be blessed. But if you even messed up just a little bit, you were under the curse. And so in Christ, that's where the answer is at for everything, for guilt, for condemnation, for anything. We simply come to Christ, the new covenant, and we find that everything has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And that's, I think, the message that the church doesn't seem to be preaching, at least not enough of, that the finished work of Jesus Christ is sufficient for, for everything. Got to wrap things up, Mike. Any final words as we, uh, as we uh, wrap things up here? Well, one thing that really helped me, Joel, was beginning to understand that all sin that affected me, past, present, and future, was forgiven. That had to be the case. That's why Jesus made one sacrifice for all. Um, otherwise, continuous sacrifices would still have to be made if my future sins aren't also forgiven. That's a good uh, word to end on. Uh, Mr. Cap, uh, this is the Breeze Man, Joel, and uh, this is Growing in Grace. We sure appreciate you tagging along with us today. If you uh, would like to get a hold of us or like any for any more information about this, about us, feel free to check out the website, graceroots.org. We'll be back with you again next time as we talk more about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 